comes. Oh, my goodness. What's up, Patriot Nation? You are listening to the Monk Hour. Finally back after a long extended absence. I'm sorry, it's just it's just tough as a college student to find times for things like this. We were banned, we were suspended. Oh, you hear that voice there that uh, just said that? That's the one, the only, the Mr. Chuck Livingston. Charles, how are you, sir? Charles S. in the cut, y'all. Uh, Chuck obviously had a uh, big announcement over the past couple weeks. Uh, yes, he, uh, has, uh, switched over, uh, what was, what was the announcement now? Oh, um, I switched from a 2% to a skim milk. Okay, uh, yeah. In, my, in the mornings and in my cereal and things like that, it was, uh. I didn't want to misrep- uh, misreport it. I yeah. was gonna, I was gonna you say you went 1%. from, from 1% yeah. to 1%. You texted you know, that me that day about it, you know. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That was, that's on me then. That's on me though. But, you know, other than that, uh, I'm not sure if Chuck has anything, uh, too big going on. I'm not entirely um, sure. No, I mean, I don't guess so. I, I, is there anything? I got, I got, I got this visor a couple weeks ago. It's a nice visor. Thank you. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a red Razorback. Oh, it's got the swoosh on. Got it. the swoosh on it. Pretty solid little logo it's on there too. That's dry like, fit. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot happening here. But it, the problem is, I'm, I'm obviously I shaved my head, so you usually don't want to highlight the uh yep. the, the, the the shaved dome through the so the visor looks not really for me usually you want some flowing locks to flow, you know kind of kind of like Steve Spurrier used to do but i mean i i just like a visor sometimes i don't know what it is visors only look good on a select on a select few spurrier's one you know Spur, spurrier uh his his visors always kind of had like that uh that smalls from sandlot look you know yeah, where the bill yeah. was always way too huge yeah and it was just like the, the old fish hat it looked like Benny was about to come up to Spurrier at any time and say, and just come up and be like, "Hey, you got a furnace? Throw that thing in there." <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, I do, yeah, I do. Yeah, here you go, man. Here's my old hat. Thanks, bro. Well, we're we're two minutes in and we've already got a Sandlot reference. I, so this is already going to be is a solid actually, show. This is pro- yeah, this is it, already, it already has been, honestly. Uh, so uh, just going over what we're going to be talking about today, we're going to talk we're going to talk some Patriot uh, hoops, basket basket hoops. Yes, got to go into. Uh, I think we can, yeah, we can talk girls and guys. Yeah, oh, positively. I've actually, I've done the research and, um, the research and, um, interviews for the team previews, okay, so. Alrighty. So, um, yeah, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk, uh, Patriot Hoops. Uh, we're gonna, we haven't even wrapped up volleyball on the Monk Hour, so we're gonna do the, uh, Monk Hour volleyball wrap-up, some final thoughts on that. But first, uh... On Friday, what would be the day on that? Friday, uh, November 11th, uh, the uh, Patriot football season uh, ended, uh, and instead of instead of a uh, kind of a fall into a uh, a mountain of pillows, it was more of like more of like a car wreck mm. is the best way to put it. Um, is I I didn't get to go to this game, but I I don't imagine I I should have been there. I I might have been furious if I was at that one. Uh, but what's the opposite of tearing down the goalpost? What what, what would that be? Would you be they resurrecting goalposts somewhere? They we we've uh, we added three more goalposts just yeah, in the you, middle of the. You and you and your brother Grant would have uh, y'all would have assembled. Y'all would have probably built a practice field. Actually, probably. Yep. So instead uh, of destroying the field, you create the field. I was able to go back and actually look at it on film. Uh, Chuck, you were actually there. What was, what was the vibe down there on the sidelines? Uh, early on, a lot of excitement. Uh, I mean, it was it was an exciting time. Um, you know, everybody seemed to be up for it, looking forward to it. Um, and um, you know, I never felt like even down even when Marion got behind, they, they lost thirty eight to three. Even when they were down seventeen to three, I didn't feel like they were in dire straits. Um. And I don't have the, the notes in front of me, but I feel like they went three and out on their next possession. And then you start the way El Dorado was running the ball; they just pounded the run. The way they were between the way the Wildcats were running the ball, number one, and between the way they were rushing the passer and they scored a dominant line of scrimmage. You start looking up and you start doing the math now, 
And uh, El Dorado head coach Scott Reed even intimated as much after the game. He said their goal against an explosive team like Marion was to control time possession and limit possessions for Marion, which they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just played old-school smash-mouth football, nothing fancy about it. I mean, you've probably seen it a million times. And that was sort of Marion's Achilles heel all year, so to speak. A a, a big physical team that was patient enough to pound the run, take four and five yards of carry. They can make some hay, and uh, that's exactly what happened. El Dorado was just cut out for that, and um, but yeah, like I, I don't. I asked I asked both coaches about what, what the mood was like at halftime. Coach Davis Jed said um, said you know like that he he was okay. He's like, look, as much as we did wrong here, we're only down seven points. Let's go out here and win the second half and win the game. Scott Reed from El Dorado said that he felt like his guys would play better in the second half than they did in the first half primarily because they were on a bus all day. I mean, you've been to El Dorado. Mm-hmm. Well, what's that bus trip like? Uh, it's it's just long. It's like I know I know time-wise it's not the longest trip in the world, but it always felt felt like it. It always felt like it just because you're going in these backwoods, you're uh you're not necessarily sure when you're going to be uh when you're going to be there. You and- see Leatherface running around in the <laughs> woods from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know the longest trip I ever had home from a game, uh, it felt like uh, the 2011 one uh, where we lost on that uh, field goal in the last minute. That you, was, you probably built some practice fields that night, too. Uh, uh, yeah, I built three brand-new practice fields <laughs> in uh, El Dorado. You're so welcome, you're, you're welcome for that. But, uh, but I just remember it felt like I was in a car for like 12 hours. I, that's what it felt like. It, I was only in there for maybe two and a half, three, but... It just felt like it just felt like half a day in that car. Well, you know, I uh, 2014, I, uh, I I covered Earl Junction City State Semifinal, two A mm-hmm. State Semifinal down in Junction, which is probably about thirty miles past El Dorado. Yeah, uh, and you're not lying. It is it is a long. It's a, it's it's an opposite end of the world. I don't know what it is like. Whenever whenever like we go to Mountain Home. It's what three hours? It's hard, hard three three fifteen. Yeah, but, but it feels it, like two. But it feels like two. I don't know what it is about the El Dorado drive that just wears you down. Mm-hmm. No, no clue about it. It shouldn't. It as, shouldn't have that. Effect, as soon as but. you get through Little Rock, all you, you're surrounded by pine trees until you get to what like like Fordyce, <laughs> and then and then you you get a little reprieve from it, and then you're going south. But yeah, um, but. I think that's what Reed meant. I think he said yeah. that you know that he felt like they played better in the second half after they've got out there and they've got the hitting and, and he wasn't lying. El Dorado scored on the first four drives of the second half to really put put the uh, game out of reach. Uh, and you know, and there, there was just a lot going on, man. It was it was an emotional time. It was sad um, for the seniors, you know, that have, that have pumped so much into this program. And you know, you think you got guys you've heard of for three years now, and they that's not how they wanted to go out, and they deserve to go out better than that. And uh, I think that was probably the most disappointing part. You know, they've worked so hard all year to get this game in Marion now, you know, the, the playoffs. And, you know, now you look at last year and they won a playoff game and it was on the road. And now, like, I I don't know. Like, it, it's it's a, it, that's a tough way to end the season. Obviously, only a handful of teams in their season with a win. But that one was especially difficult, I think, because, um, you know, El Dorado was up and they were ready. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, Marion, they just got beat to the punch a little bit at times. Uh, in Jonesboro, uh, we had a little bit of a scary moment where uh, the only senior lineman, Dathan Miller, uh, went down. He was out for this game. I believe he had uh, surgery on his either his tibia or his fibia, uh, one of those two, uh, one of those two bones there, uh, just above the ankle. But uh, just how much? Because uh, I was seeing on film that their defensive line was getting a ton of pressure. How much do you think not having uh, Dathan affected that offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely played a role. You know, the thing is that you don't want to – everybody's got injuries at this time of year, so I, that that fact's not lost on me. But my, my feeling is that is this. We talked about this earlier today. Um, Dathan wasn't the first offensive line injury this year. You know, mm-hmm. you've got Wes Barrett who's been out, Jackson English who's been out. Uh, you've had guys moving around. You, you know, you're on your third center, and that worked out because Javier Soto did a great job I thought I think he was lineman of the week three times this year, and like he he really stepped up and was ready to play. But like, eventually you run out of bodies. Like I mean, at some points you can plug the the holes and you can step up and you can you can say you can move guys around and all that. You know, in Marion they uh they moved Philip Marconi who was a good guard. They kicked him outside to left tackle, and uh, I mean he he did a fine job. But again, 
now who's playing his position? Now, you know, Marconi, he's really maybe he's a guard, he's playing tackle, you know, and he's he's doing a good job, but it's you know, he's not Dathan. So now you've got you've really almost downgraded at two spots, right? Like your your guard's not as good as Marconi, and Marconi's playing an unfamiliar position. So it's like it's a trickle down effect when you've got three linemen out off of already a green line, Trexler Profit also out. Um you start to feel it there. Yeah, I think the offensive line, I mean you know, and again, El Dorado's line was big and that defensive line was big and nasty. I mean, honestly, there's El Dorado center was a small guy, like uh, really small. He's like number 60. But I'll tell you this, he didn't get whipped a lot. Like there were a couple plays I saw him get pushed back. But like other than that, he held his own against Marion's beefier, you know, some of their beefier D linemen. And they, um, yeah, I mean, so I think the offensive line, you know, if, if they had a full deck, maybe that changes a little bit. But um, it was just El Dorado's night. Uh, one thing that I always take into consideration whenever I'm scouting uh, for Monk Smallers Hashtag. is, is um, I'm always wanting to see how their DBs look as far as the speed goes just because Marion is one of the quicker and faster receiving cores uh, that I've seen. I, I think they may have been the fastest I saw on film was Marion's. but And I thought that they would have a little bit of a uh, advantage against uh, this El Dorado DBs, they didn't look fast, and they played press man coverage. So that should be a good matchup for our quicker receivers with big playability. But for some reason, um, even when they did have enough time uh, with their blocking, it just it just didn't look right on film. Uh, I, it looked like I saw uh, the DBs keeping up with them. It may have been... It may have been a little bit of their speed. I think I don't. I don't know what it was. It, they just they were just missing the speed. And even when they did, uh, even when they did have them beat, there would be something like a drop or an overthrow or something like that. What? I don't even know what to ask. Like what just went wrong? I mean, was I mean? Here's a better deal. Uh, what did you see that went right uh, with, with the receiving core? Uh, well, you know, you you made the point. They had the opportunities. You know, they there were a number of plays where they they players got open. They were they were you know they had beaten their man. They were open the secondary, and either the protection broke down, or the ball was just overthrown or underthrown or batted down. Or it was just, it was one of those nights where, sort of like you referenced, anything that could go wrong went wrong. You know, Taylor Brown uh, was open in the end zone. It was kind of, he had to come back a little bit for the catch. It wasn't an easy or a routine catch, but it was a makeable, it was a catchable ball that would have been seven. Marion would have went up seven to three. You know, how's the game go differently there? We don't know. Uh, Colin, I mean, I think everybody had a drop at some point. Um, and you know, coach Davis after the game said that, you know, I guess his message at halftime was, look, we can't have guys, we can't have receivers dropping balls, and are you recording? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we can't have guys. We can't have receivers dropping balls and miss throw. Like he's like, we can we can afford some of that. But we can't have it when everybody when we have breakdowns all over the place because then we're not on schedule. We're punting the ball, and that's again that's essentially what happened here. Um, you know, every every starting receiver had a drop or, or, or at least didn't catch a catchable ball. Like I don't want to say drop. I don't know. You know, but. Um, and you know you miss some throws and things like that, and it just again some of that can go back to protection. Uh, it's a trickle down thing, but um, but yeah, El Dorado they, I will say their man coverage was effective for the most part. They, it's not like there were receivers running wide open all day, but even when Marion got an opportunity, they didn't uh, convert it. And I think that's probably where the frustration lies for the Marion coaches more than anything. Uh, um, I hate to, I hate that this that this episode has started off sounding so negative. So. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, look to the future a little bit. Uh, even though you are losing some really good senior oh, leadership, yeah. uh, this is still a very talented uh, junior fixing to be senior class. Uh, what can we expect from uh, next year's uh, seniors? What kind of leadership are we going to be seeing from them? Well, you know, I think, um, you know, a quarterback, Peyton Walker or Jacob Green, whatever they decide to do at quarterback, they'll be returning. Um you know, Peyton had a great year. I mean, I think he's like ninth in the state in passing yards or something like that. That's it's pretty it's pretty impressive uh, for a guy that started the year as the the number two and a linebacker. Now he's uh, whatever direction they go, they're going to have something that they're going to be comfortable with. So, you know, you lose a lot of guys, but you do have him back. The offensive line we talked about, you know, where they were really young and green this year, not going to be the case next year. Obviously, Nathan Miller and Trexler Profit will move on, but 
You know, you're going to have Marconi. You're going to have uh, – so Soto's gone too. I, I apologize. Um, you know, you, you're going to have uh, – you, you're going to have uh, Braden Grove who's, who's a big – got a big frame. You know, English will be back. So, like, you're going to have like four returners back, three returners for sure on the offensive line. So now you're not going to be as up a creek there. Uh, running back, how do you replace Tom Young? Uh, you might have to do it by committee. You might have to do uh, – um, but – you know, they've got guys, Kenta Jones, a running back in junior high. Uh, you know, if you like him at corner, you might have to do something different. they got a kid moving up, Price. Um, you know, I don't – they didn't really have a backup running back this year. Cody McCullough got some reps there. But, um, you know, receiver Colin Chambers is gone. But you still have Ryan Robbins and Taylor Brown, who were super productive this year, good players. Uh, Devin Blakely's gone. So, it's – you know, they're going to have to get it done a little bit differently next year. Defensively, um uh, you know, Zakil Hardaway, their big run stopper, uh, he's gone. Um, you know, he he had a good year. Um, so it's, I mean, it'll be different. You know, you think the D line, Justin Justin Gist, like Michael McNeely, K Hill, K B Williams, like the defense is going to be losing a ton of bodies. Um, but you know, they lost a ton of bodies last year, and they were able to scrap together a pretty competitive defense as the year went on. And I get, I, I would suspect that'll be the number. I think the offense will kind of work itself out. <laughs> sort of over time the defense though <laughs> they're gonna have some question marks and um you know how they solve a lot of that is um you know that, that that's why the coaches get paid the big bucks but they have plenty of time to worry about it too so all right so uh that's that's gonna be our uh football wrap up on the uh monk hour uh now we're gonna go uh just straight into a volleyball wrap up because we still haven't done that on uh, the Monk Hour just yet. Uh, the volleyball team had a uh, really good run in the uh, state tournament, uh, making it all the way to the uh, championship game for the uh, third straight year, ultimately losing to uh, Jonesboro in straight sets. But uh, I don't think that that's what needs to be remembered uh, from this team at all. I wanted, uh, I just want to remind everybody this is the third straight year that uh, the Patriot volleyball team has made it to the uh, state tournament. Uh, with all sorts of moving parts in between, it's still been it's still been the main core group, but they've always had one or two pieces that have switched in and out. Uh, the main deal, the main storyline from this year was how were they going to replace uh, Diane, and uh, people were worried that they were going to be losing some of their firepower and a little bit of their defense, and they still make it to the state championship game. So, uh, Chuck, uh, I'm sure we've talked about this on the podcast. I can't remember off the top of my head, but how strong is the Lady Patriot uh, this vo- this uh, volleyball team's legacy? Oh, I mean, it's a it's a super impressive legacy. Uh, here's the thing: the reason that winning a state championship is so such an exhilarating experience and such an exciting deal is because it's really hard to do. Like you know, people obviously, anytime you win a state championship and you return, you know, seven of your you know six of your top seven and all that. I mean, you you know, people are thinking. Oh boy, they should win again, and they could. Marion could have easily won again, but the problem is it's really difficult to do. Like if everybody won them, then there there wouldn't be anything special about it. So, you know, you've got to get a little lucky. You've got to play your best game uh, three three or four straight times out to to win that championship. Uh, you know, you got to catch a break and you know out execute the other team a little bit. So to go to three straight title games, which is six state tournament wins in itself, just to reach that, and then of course a state title sprinkled in. Um, you know, playing on neutral site, playing teams you haven't really seen a lot of. I mean, that, that, that's that's incredible. Like, you know, you could make the case that they could have won two. You could make the case they could have won three. But the the thing is, they were there every year. You know, and the thing is, when you're when you have that sort of tradition and that sort of um, that sort of confidence, you know, I mean, that goes a long way. That'll carry you through a lot of stretches. Um, yeah, I, I, I won't remember. I mean, I'll probably remember because like I, I have that type of memory. But like, I won't remember. They lost to Jonesboro or Russellville in the final or anything like that. I'll remember the the Greenwood final in fifteen. I'll remember you know some of the the Valley View game at the at the at the Patriot Volleyball Gym. I'll remember you know uh, the the sheer joy when they beat Russellville in two thousand fifteen in Greenwood to go to the final after Russellville had beaten them in the final. Like I, you know, I, I guess maybe it's just because I'm an optimist or or what, but um, I, I just I'll, I'll like. I'll, I'll remember those things because there were so many more wins than there were losses. You know, like a lot of people say, you know, I, I remember the losses. I remember take the losses harder or whatever. You know, and I and they may feel that way because they're actually playing and competing. But like for me, I just remember how awesome it was when they were, 
um, you know, and they were tuning somebody up. It was really a lot of fun, and um, I think that's the legacy, just sort of the joy, the camaraderie, the family. Um, and, yeah, and like I said, to make three straight state finals, I mean, it's happened one time in Marion history, the 9 10, and 11 crew, uh, another stacked group. Uh, they, they were able to win two state titles, but they were there three years. I mean, um, that's what I'll remember, you know, and, and, I, and I hope – as time goes on, they remember the same. Uh, I know Coach Beasley will. I know that you probably will. You know, everybody's sort of associated with the program. That That's the the main headline, you know, the is all that. You know, and it just it, – it's sad that the Jonesboro game was such a, I guess, sort of the last chapter. But, um, but like I said, it does – I don't think it diminishes it uh, at all, in my opinion. It diminishes the run they've been on where they were one of the best – you know, I mean, really, in my opinion, the best team in the state in the 6A the last three years, when you take into the whole body of work, you know, a state title, three state, you know, three straight appearances. And, like, you know, Russellville and Jones were also one in that time, but they also weren't as consistent as Marion either. You know, Marion routinely beat those teams. So, again, you look at everything, you know, one trophy, but they were there every year and they nobody won. I, I doubt anybody won more games. Nobody made more – won more state tournament games. No, so, I mean, that – all that means something. Yeah. Uh, uh, as far as the legacy goes for me, I'll be haunted by their faces that after the uh, Jonesboro loss. Uh, but what I'm going to remember, uh, I'm going to remember 2015, the Greenwood game, obviously. But more than anything, I'm just going to remember uh, just messing around with them and joking before the games. That's that's the main thing I'm going to remember because this was really a fun group of girls. I mean it's it's always it's always good you know I you know you go to the volleyball games ultimately to uh, see them and uh, have and watch good contests and everything like this. But the main reason that uh, we had games where I, it's the first time that I can ever remember us having to bring out seats to wrap around the Patriot Volleyball Gymnasium. The only reason stuff like that happens is because I genuinely believe that this is probably overall the best group of girls that we've had in a long, long time. These girls deserved uh, to have moments like that, uh, specifically uh, senior night where, <laughs> where we still didn't have enough seating after going out and getting another rack of chairs. Uh, they borrowing some. Yeah, they just they just they deserve to have uh, that support. Uh, they they'll come out and support every other team. I think ultimately that's the goal of any high school program is that uh, every one of these teams can come out to them. They got support from uh, football players. They got support from basketball players coming to these volleyball games, and they go out and support the other teams too. Uh, some of them are going to be playing on some of the other teams, like. Um, uh, off the top of my head, I know uh, Hopes on Volleyball and Annalise on Basketball, but they'll come out and support them. Um, I know that uh, some of the other, the, the, the other players will be at some of the basketball games uh, later on uh, in the year, but uh, just a really well-deserving group of young ladies. Uh, I hate that, it, that that's the way it ended, but while it was happening, I don't think anybody could touch them. Yeah, right, and and that's the thing. I I sincerely hope for them and for 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 me and everybody else that you know they they really do remember this fall. You know, because like sometimes the last bad thing that happens, the last bad memory, kind of tarnishes the rest of the the rest of the the run. You know what I mean? Like like you you know you think about and and obviously they're competitors and they're playing hard and they really wanted to win that game and uh, and I understand that, but you know it you just can't let it. You know, to, you can't diminish it yourself for, I mean, like, yeah, you, you did everything you needed to do. You just couldn't, um, you know, just, just Jonesboro, just they got the breaks in that, that final. And that was, and you got to give Jonesboro credit for that and congratulations to them. But, um, but like I said, uh, yeah, like, I, I, I won't remember them like that at all. I mean, I, it'll be, uh, it'll really be the happier times of which there were far more than there were the sad times, you know. And, yeah. Um, there's, now that we've closed the football and volleyball chapters of the 2016-2017 uh, school year, we get to open up a pair of brand new chapters, the uh, basketball chapters, the girls and uh, guys. So let's spend the next few minutes 
uh, discussing those. First, uh, let's start off with the girls' uh, side of the ball. Uh, what are we looking at uh, this year? What can uh, Patriot fans be expecting this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is a team that, you know, they lost some key players from last year, T. Boston, Kennedy Boykins. Um, you know, some really outstanding three-year players for Coach Shonda Johnson's uh, team. Of course, last year they had that magical tournament run. They they killed Benton, and then they, they just came up just short against Russellville in the, the state quarters. I want to uh, say it was like a point. It was it? a point. It was Man. Russellville was up four, and Marion hit a three at the buzzer. But they had two chances on offensive rebounds and stickbacks to take the lead like with under a minute left. Like it was that tight. I do remember last year, uh that was a it was it was kind of a slow start for them, but by the end of the year they they were keeping up with teams like uh Jonesboro. I wanna say that, that Rock I wanna say Central. that game was one point, wasn't it? Jonesboro uh, it was yeah, one possession. They, I think. they played with Jonesboro at uh they played up there the last game of the year and it I think it was two. But yeah, it, it was close. Of course Jonesboro ended up winning six A state. Um Beating Russellville, you know, and you know they played with North Little Rock and Little Rock Central down the stretch too. Like they really just had a, yeah, you're right. I mean, they it really when it came together, it came together for them. Now the challenge this year is going to be sort of, you know, meshing in some of these new names. You know, uh, like I said, you've got Marie Hunter back, you got Jakai Clay back, you've got uh, Taquisha Selvey back. Those are the three key returners. They all had very good seasons last year. They're going to be um, they're going to look to them now for a little bit more of a. Um, you know, probably leadership role and offensive role. Like, you know, they're going to, you know, Clay really the improvement she had from her sophomore to her junior year was outstanding. If she can do something similar, then, you know, she's going to be, she's, she's going to be able to, she's going to make some stuff happen. All right. So, um, Annalie Parker, uh, from volleyball, she's going to, she's coming in, she's playing some forward and some guard for coach Johnson. Uh, my first year at the paper, she was, a a freshman, uh, basketball player in junior high. Really good player, you know, like very athletic, high basketball IQ. It seemed, um, like I don't think she's lost that. So she's she's going to play a lot of minutes, um, you know. And then from there on out, it's going to be kind of a uh, you've got a Tashley Milo who moved in from a Wonder Junior High over mm-hmm. the summer. Uh, she's she's gone to Marion before in the past. Then she went to Wonder, and now she's back. Uh, very good, uh, very good guard uh, last year for Wonder's. Um, uh, district title team and undefeated uh, season. Uh, she's gonna. I think she's gonna be poised for big things. And you know, and I think then from there you've got. Um, you know, it's gonna be kind of a mixed bag as far as depth. But you know, you get five quality players, and you know, as long as you're able to like, you know, rotate them that way, I think it'll be all right. Clay shot blocking will be able to, um, you know, protect the rim a little bit for Marion. And and like I said, the conference itself, you don't have any more North Little Rock or Little Rock Central, but it's still a very good conference. Probably top, mm-hmm. from top to bottom, it may even be better. So the wins and losses may be about the same, but I think that the team itself will be uh, better prepared for the uh, state tournament, I, I, I think. Yeah, the main thing that I'm seeing uh, when I'm looking at this team is even though they did lose some pretty uh, key elements to it, I think that the uh, returners are going to be huge for them. I think that uh, this has a potential to give a lot of teams in the conference trouble. Uh, I I expect a, a pretty uh, – historically we've seen slow starts from them, but I think once the season starts getting going right about conference time, this team may have the potential uh, to find themselves competing for the first spot in the conference. So uh, I'm actually really excited uh, to see how this girls' team – uh, plays out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, new pieces fit in uh, to the puzzle. But uh, I think this has uh, got a really, uh, really good potential for a uh, Lady Girls uh, basketball team. Do you have any uh, preseason predictions, like a, a pigskin preview for them? Um, I think, like I said, the record may be about the same because they still play Jonesboro, who's yeah. stacked, West Memphis, who I don't think they'll be as good as they've been. Uh, I could see that series being split or, you know, both being thrillers or something like that, maybe even a, a Marion sweep, uh, just depending on how the things fall. Um, I could see Marion getting a, a maybe like a three or a four seed after the district tournament run, just depending, like, wherever Jonesboro falls in it because, you know, they're going to do the same thing that volleyball did. They'll play the football conference after the season. Um, you know, I think that will be very important. So I could see Marion getting in and um, – you know, maybe like a four or five matchup or something like that, and, and kind of kind of going from there. Um, 
So, I mean, but it'll be exciting. Basketball is like unlike anything else in that really anything can happen on any given day, um, you know, especially in the, in, the, in the tournament format. So, you know, they almost found out last year when Marion gave Russellville all it wanted. So um, I, th- I think it is about tournament time, and I th- but I think they also want to avoid as much as possible a an early round matchup with the number one seed, which is what they got last year. So uh, Completely uh, off from it, but do, you, do we know where – the state tournament is this year? No, they haven't been on it yet. I mean, I would imagine that Lake Hamilton will factor in because they, they just hosted the state volleyball tournament and their arena's, you know, new and nice and fresh. That um, video board. Video board, yeah. Uh, if I had to reckon, I would put, my, you know, but again, if they go by the old rotation deal, which was always a very huge deal, even when I, just two or three years ago, if they go by rotation, i got to think it's time to come back to the east, whether it be Marion or West Memphis or Jonesboro. Um but will that happen? I don't know. You know, I know that Marion and West Memphis have the have the facility to do it, and Jonesboro hosted it in 2014. Uh, but but what are they going to think about it? I don't know. Please so, don't be in Jonesboro. You don't want it to be in Jonesboro. I don't want it to be in Jonesboro just because that's a weird arena. Yeah, I like it though. It's kind of kind of interesting. It's quirky. It's quirky. <laughs> it is quirky. But they. Uh, but yeah. So that's that's sort of the, I guess the thing. Um, we'll see. I, my 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 money would be on Lake Hamilton, um, but uh, if not, then if I think it's Lake Hamilton, if new facilities uh, rule rule the day, and I think it's a. Uh, I mean, I'll say it. I'll say it's Marion or West Memphis if they if they do do the rotation basis and and all that stuff. Like you know, because it's t- it really is time. It's been in Salem Springs and Russellville the past two years, and those are Russellville's not far, but Salem Springs is far. And, you know, Landon and I got snowed in up in Siloam two years ago in 15. Yeah. Uh, didn't do anything for t- for three days until the basketball actually started. So um, I think, it, in my opinion, it's time to bring it back to the east somewhere. Um, you know, where at? I don't know. That, that, that'll be on the ADs and the, the AAA people, you know, people that make far more money than I do. It's above my pay grade. But that's what I would say. Transitioning now over to the guy's side of the ball. A word. This is... I think this is going to be a really special year. Sensational. I think this. I and even though you're losing uh, a really couple of good players uh, immediately coming to mind, uh, AJ Latham, um, Mike Davis, Mike Davis, some really really good players. I think that this has a, a really uh, strong potential to be a really strong Patriot team, and I got three players and in uh, mind for that. Can you guess the the, the uh, three players that I have in mind? Is it, uh, is it Sean Doss? That, that's one. Oh, okay. oh uh, is it, uh, is it T- Timothy Caesar? Uh, that's number two. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my, 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 is it my guy, Keyshawn Woods? Ah, sorry about that. Sorry oh. About that. oh. Uh, is it Kamari Mars? Ding, 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 ding. I think that those three are going to be a force in the 6A. Uh, yeah, I, I agree one hundred percent. Just from an objective point of view, looking at it, you know, Doss is a guy that he's he's so competitive. Uh, and I mean, as, as nice as nice a person as you could add, as you could hope to meet off the floor, but he's so fiery and like he he just won't be denied on the games. You know, Coach Clay was telling me the other day that this is a guy that when they were running sprints and things like that, um, you know, he's a guy that he's winning the sprints. He's not letting these underclassmen like beat him or anything like that. He's taking it all very seriously, and it's a guy that. He doesn't even, you know, he's it's like, you know, he's a guy that probably could coach a little bit as a senior and like the things that he's done, but like he's still out there hustling, playing hard and all, you know. So, uh, I think Doss, and not even just what he does on the court for you, I think his leadership is going to be uh, paramount. I think he's a guy that the other guys are going to look up to. I think he's been through the battles now for two years in this conference, and I, I just think that Doss is a guy. Uh, Caesar, you know, he he was. He was honestly probably ready for the varsity last year. Um, that you know he's in the junior high, dominated in the junior high, had four triple doubles, I think. Um, and really, like I said, just a guy that is uh, he's just he's going to be one of the best players in the state. Like even as a, even as a uh, sophomore, uh, you know, I'll, you know, Keyshawn Woods, I have a lot of faith in him. Taylor Brown's going to be involved, but yeah, Kamari Mar is a guy that is a sleeper to me. If Kamari can come in and he plays hard and he rebounds for you, which is what you really need him on. You know him and Caesar. You're going to dominate the glass. You're going to dominate the interior, and Caesar's going to block shots, protect the rim. Uh, Marion's got the ingredients. Uh, they just have to figure out 
you know, you're, you're the chef of, of the group. You just have to figure out how to mold it together, get everybody to buy in. Uh, Martinez Harper, uh, uh, a guard, junior yeah. guard from um, – um, he was at the Christian last year. Uh, Ryan Robbins is going to be involved. Like Marion's going to be deep. They're going to have about nine guys that can play. How does Coach Clay get them all to buy in and stay on the same page? That's the challenge. But it's, I think it's a good problem to have, too. One of them I don't think we've mentioned yet, but we're not done uh, watching him just yet, apparently. Uh, Tom Young. T.Y., <laughs> the man. Uh, I, I'd imagine he's playing point guard. I, I think so, yeah. He'd be, be a little change of pace guard, kind of like a Muggsy Bogues type. But, yeah. Uh, you know what? He's a guy that's probably heard nothing but naysayers over the years uh, on the football field and off of it. So I'm not about to tell Tom Young he can't uh, <laughs> he can't get buckets at, at the six A level. You know what? He I, I'm a believer now. Tom Tom could announce he's running for president tomorrow, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll see Tom at the White House in 2020. I, I, I guess that's going to happen now. So uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see. I completely forgot about uh, Ryan Robbins too, mm-hmm. but I think he. I think he's going to be able to uh, contribute uh, pretty well. Uh, not necessarily, not necessarily start or anything, but put he, in some good minutes. He might hit yeah. for twenty, but yeah, he'll yeah. he'll be he's a he's an athletic guy. He knows basketball. He's played with the wings, so he's a guy that's again been through those battle basketball. You know, I think really football's kind of become his love, but that doesn't mean he can't play basketball. So uh, I'm on. Uh, we were just talking about Sean Doss, so I wanted I wanted to see. Uh, one of the uh, the things about him, because I want to say it was uh, Arkansas basketball preps or something like mm-hmm. that's been tweeting about him over the summer, and I couldn't find exactly what what they were saying about him, but I did get to look up uh, this page. It's called HypeSportsAcademy.com. Okay, and they've got like they've got like the best players from each state, like and uh, and just a little deal about them, uh, name, high school. And uh, measurables, size, and yeah, just the basics and a small description of them. Like for example, uh, I'll go with somebody else just to just give an example of how it is, and then I'll read you Sean's. Uh, here's uh, Dontrell Johnson, uh, Earl, Earl, okay, uh, six yeah. four guard. Says very athletic, can attack the basket and finish in traffic. That's that's all that they've got. You know, just a little short a deal, little blurb, let, you, yeah. let you know about him. Sean Doss, Marion, Arkansas, six five forward. Very long and smooth, can attack the basket and shoot from anywhere. Very explosive. Would you agree with that? Yeah, um, you know he struggled with his free throw shooting when he first moved up as a sophomore. But I felt like last year a lot of those, a lot of those struggles were alleviated. I bet he hit seventy percent of those things. Well, you got a look on your face. What are you looking at? Oh, I, I just, yeah. I just, I just looked down and saw Kamari Mars's name on here. Too. Okay, okay. What's, what do they say about Kamari? Kamari Mars, Marion, Arkansas, long, athletic. Can play in three five, wait three from three to five. Oh, can three, play four, that, five. Can play that three to five. Ball handling uh, has improved. Shoots it well from fifteen. Yeah, I mean uh, Kamari, I always thought was more of a paint player, but I don't know what he's been working on over the summer too. You know, I know he played some uh, AAU ball, so he he probably has developed that. Yeah, Doss is a danger. Like Doss is a threat to get twenty points every time out. I know Jonesboro last year at the arena. He had twenty four and eleven against again another stacked Jonesboro team, right? So, um, you know, Doss is the guy. But yeah, Kamari. I think Kamari actually is the key to this team. If Kamari can get you ten rebounds and score you ten points, which is you know double double production, things like that, and that way Caesar doesn't have to do all the rebounding. Think of the length that Marion's going to boast on the with their best five on the floor. Now you've got Keyshawn, who's a big guard. Taylor Brown's going to be involved. We know what he. We know how he's built. Big, tall, solid guy, right? Sean Dawson in the mix at the three. Now he's six four, six five. The three. You've got uh, Kamari and Caesar down at the four and the five. I mean, how do you even get a shot up over that squad? You may not. That, that, maybe that's the idea. They do have. They do have something for uh, Caesar. I just see this on Hype Sports. Sensational. Uh, long athletic player, great shot blocker, can shoot the mid range shot. Best post player in class of 2019. Now, now we're throwing around words like best, and I mean, but who have you? I, I who have we seen that's better? I mean, he. 
Yeah, for the class of 2019, I'd agree. I still think he needs. I think he needs to bulk up a little bit. Yeah, well, this year you've got Daniel Gafford at El Dorado, who's a University of Arkansas signee. He's six ten and you know kind of brawny, and he, I mean he, you know, so he's in the mix. I mean, there's some guys, but and I'll tell you, at the high school level, size means a lot. Like I think of the, I think you were a senior. Yeah, you were a senior. That team had some, some, some. Oh yeah. You know that team underachieved a little bit. They ran out of gas, but there was a time when they were twelve and one overall, and. They were really, uh, I mean, they were just they were just exceptional. So, you know, I think about that team and think about what that team had. Jabin Garrett, that team had, um, uh, what was this called? String Bean. Um, I'm looking up the roster. Right yeah, now. Um, but they, um, oh yeah, they. But I remember some of those guys were really big and tall, and um, I, I think his name was Aquarius Brigham. Yeah, Aquarius Brigham, Jabin Garrett. Um, you know, that team, the reason I thought that team was so successful, and so uh, Darion Thomas was a big guard, uh, the reason I thought that team was so successful is because of that height and that length. Uh, obviously, the wheels came off a little bit, but that, you know, that wasn't the case the whole time. So I think that's what this team has that they don't. You know, the guard play, to me, will be the, the, the biggest thing to watch for. The, you want the guard play. Uh, you've got young guards, Keyshawn, Woods, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Taylor Brown didn't play a lot of varsity minutes last year. You know, you've got Mo Woods, which is uh, Keyshawn's brother. Um, oh, there it is. Um, his brother. Oh, that's uh, schedule. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we, we don't have a roster. There we So, but yeah, so I think that'll be the big thing to watch there. Um, you know, but if they're able to get – they have the ability. It's just a matter of, you know, not turning the ball over and things like that. So, um, and I think they'll learn that, but it's it's going to be a good team. It's going to be a good conference, and it's it's there are going to be some wars on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, yep, and uh, specifically, I know that uh, I can't think of the day of the first one uh, just because I've got I don't have anything going on that one, so I will be free for the for the meeting in Marion. But uh, February seventh, I'm going to be clearing out my calendar because that'll be the second meeting uh, with West Memphis. Oh, always, always. Oh, what's those Blue Devils? One. Yeah, always a solid one. That, that's a big uh, game. Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, not everybody in the community might say that, but I think right. Yeah, I, I can't speak game. for anybody else, but I feel like it's a rivalry game. Yeah, uh, I know the uh, the fall sports, not necessarily, <laughs> but not, not a lot of rivalry uh, in, in, on that end, I guess. No, nah, but yeah. once we get done with those fall sports, it's right back at it. Right, rival central. <laughs> I mean, even even baseball's been competitive the past couple of years. Not has not not the not the uh, not the win loss record not the win loss record but you know it, it's been closer games uh, have uh, they no I, I was I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was I was wrong about that too so. <laughs> are, are, are you cooking over there what is that oh uh, just nice uh, nice salty uh, gumbo oh okay it's, yeah well, I can smell the salt from over here all right so we'll say only the uh, the winter sports Pro- probably I think. So. <laughs> I think I think that would be fair to say. Uh, hot take corner, <laughs> mapped out on hot take corner, boy. Oh man, uh, yes, I want I want to see the comments on this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're probably both. Uh, oh right. well, you're you're gone anyway. Who cares? <laughs> one foot out the door. <laughs> Come at me, hey, run up, let's go. Oh yeah, that's the news. Chuck Livingston's <laughs> gone. <laughs> Charles, this is grabbing his jacket. He's running out. <laughs> not not because of this episode going off the rails, but. Um, but yeah, that is the news. Uh, Chuck Livingston, uh, I, I think his days are numbered as the sports editor. I, that's the way I wanted to say yeah, it. Say it. Say his it, say days it. are numbered as the sports editor at the Evening Times. He will be moving on to uh, Hooten's Football Magazine. Uh, I think he'll be uh, writing for the 3A and 6A conferences, uh-huh. uh, finally educating them about this side of the state on the 6A because I'm tired of those predictions. It's it's, it's all they uh, yeah they well you know the El Dorado Marion uh, breakdown <laughs> was was pretty well uh, combed by I think a lot of people in Marion, but then when the game got going, it was like yeah. oh no this is this is this is coming true. Yeah I uh, yeah I've been in contact with them the last over the last couple weeks and. Um, you know, they laid it out for me and offered me a good opportunity and a good position. And, you know, they've been there a long, they've been doing this a long time. And, you know, it, 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 it's exciting to go join somebody like that and, you know, move on and further my career and, um, you know, all that stuff. You know, I'll be moving to Little Rock for the time being and, you know, probably eventually moving to uh, Benton, the Saline County area where the offices are located. 
But um, yeah, yeah, it's been man, it's been a really uh, been a really fun uh, three and a half years here uh, since joining in uh, July of 2013. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I tell everybody, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it, I wouldn't trade it. You know, because it, it was uh, we had, the experiences were second to none. You know, um, the one on one interaction, getting to know people has been uh, has been exceptional, and um, you know. Um, it's just going to be different for a while. Um, you know, and difference, not bad and difference, not good. It's just, just, it's just different, you know? So, um, it'll be weird not going in, um, in the, you know, mid afternoon for work. Uh, that'll be different. Uh, it'll be weird not going to waking up at the crack of noon. Yeah. Well, waking up at, at 11 58, like, Oh man, why well, I'm up so early. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be more of a, a, a you know, straight ahead type deal, but it's, uh, it, it'll be different. I think good too. So, um, you know, you can still catch me there. I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be writing the, the previews. A lot of the previews I'll be on the ones for the uh, for the actual football issue. I'm gonna hate them all. <laughs> they all suck. I can tell which ones you wrote and which ones you didn't. <laughs> State media. <laughs> but the biggest highlight is instead of hashtag local media, now we're adding state media into oh, it. Yeah. So now, now there's a lot of hate and salt coming towards the local media, which is which is Bennett and Landon and whoever. Uh, takes over for me at the uh, at the evening times and uh, and now also the state media uh, Hootons Arkansas football which I now works so we're not even gonna give the new guy a chance her <laughs> <laughs> oh my we're gonna kneecap him her Chuck since uh, you are heading out we're gonna put you on the hot seat right now oh lord what, here what we happened? go is this why you turned that up to eleven Chuck Livingston's top five moments that he covered mm. in the paper. They don't have to be in any particular order. Mm. Just whenever uh, you think about uh, covering sports with the Evening Times, what are the top five moments that immediately come to your head? Okay, okay. First one, championships are, are, are special, you know. So I think the I think the top two would have to be 2015 volleyball. Um, I mean, I, I would put the entire three seasons of. Um, of of this this Marion senior group uh, in there just because it's been so much fun. But if I had to just pick one moment, one game, the 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 2015 uh, final over Greenwood obviously won the championship, dogpiled all that stuff. That's a great moment. Uh, the 2013 girls golf team winning the state mm-hmm. classics a state golf tournament at the greens in Marion Marion Golf and Athletic Club, uh, exceptional uh, moment uh, for them. Um, Number three, um, <laughs> why uh, is, is that a shovel? You you want to help me? You want to help me dig? Bury it. Uh, Bailey Burford's walk off against uh, West Memphis <laughs> in the spring of 2014. Now, uh, that, regardless of who he played, that's always a big moment. Getting it's a walk certainly off. yes, but I mean, especially against memorable. a rival. Um, actually, you know what? That that wouldn't be three. Three would probably be the Jonesboro. State quarterfinal. Yeah. Uh, prop, prop. Yeah. I, let me. That was a postseason game. They had swept Marion during the season. Peyton White threw a gem. I think a two hitter. Uh, Drake Routon had the game winning hit. Um, when, in the uh, in the eighth or ninth? It was it. It's in the eighth. Okay, that's it's right. in the eighth. Top of the eighth. Um, the, the last the last inning that Peyton and um, Jonesboro's uh, Ben Brown were going to be able to throw. They were gonna, they were going to be forced to go to the bullpen afterwards. Because that's the rule in high school. You can only throw eight innings. So, um, yeah, so I would say Jonesboro um, and then Bailey's walk-off. And then, um, by the way, and this always drives him crazy, but he's our homie. Uh, Alex Coveney was the winning pitcher in that Bailey walk-off game. Yeah. And he also won the El Dorado semifinal to take Marion. So, so Cove, I, I know you're listening. Uh, I got nothing but love for you, my man. Uh you had some huge moments and uh, not gone not gone unnoticed by me. Um, and uh, let's see, man, the fifth one. This is a tough one. Oh, probably, probably Earl Boys and Girls uh, winning state titles last year on the same day at the Bank of the Ozarks Arena in Hot Springs. Uh, first one for the Earl Girls. Eighth one for the Earl Boys, uh, really, a, truly a power in the the class, uh, the smaller classification basketball. Uh, two championships in one day. I mean, w- what a moment, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so I would say Earl invading, uh, invading the BOA that day and cheering their Bulldogs and Lady Bulldogs to victory. Uh, pretty awesome. Would put it up there. So that that's probably like six, but 
That's a that's a hard six. All that's the other a, ones. That's one of. day, so I'd count that as one. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. All right, so we're in at five then. Yeah. I'll dig that. Sweet. sweet. Alrighty. So, uh, do you have a uh, do you have a particular matchup that whenever it came up, you always were excited to cover it? I mean, a couple come to mind. Uh, to be honest, um, they of course Marion West Memphis uh, in anything is is a very it's a big deal. Working for the Crittenden County paper, the two. Crittenden County, the, the two big schools in Crittenden County, uh, clashing. Uh, you know, covered four football games over the years, uh, eight volleyball games, uh, nine nine volleyball games because mm-hmm. there was a district uh, uh, tournament game there this year too. So nine of those. Um, you know, uh, basketball was always I thought the best because it was so competitive. It made a JV game awesome. It did. It, it, the, <laughs> the stakes of the JV game were were outstanding, and you know, and, and that's not something you usually see a lot. But neither school wants to lose the other one. Uh, you know, and then in the spring, I mean, we made our jokes earlier about the baseball, but there, there really have been some great games. Yeah. The Burford walk-off, West Memphis rallied back from a, uh, I think it was a 6-0 deficit in 2015 yeah. and came back and won. Um, you know, this year, Marion. Last year at the Rogers, oh yeah. At, at Tilden Rogers, Marion hadn't won a game, and they ended up sweeping a doubleheader on the same day. Um, you just really had some true baseball moments where, like, you don't really know um, – well, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Of course, you know, and Marion's been dominant in softball and volleyball, and West Memphis girls have been uh, pretty dominant in girls' basketball, although Marion did beat them in the conference opener at Patriot Arena in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, West Memphis handled – you know, so like I said, it's been uh, – the competitive – you know, I remember the boys' basketball, and because um, those were always excellent, you know, well-attended, a lot of people, a lot of fun, and um, it was great. Yeah, that that, that was good, and – uh you know, Marion Jonesboro, like kind of you reference, it's always a big, um, it's always a, you know, it's a big game. Jonesboro's kind of established. They have bigger schools. And, you know, when Marion matches up with them, um, no matter what it is, you know, it's, it, it just, it feels like a big game. It's kind of like when, you know, Michigan plays Ohio State. Even if the teams aren't good, then they're going to play. But Marion and Jonesboro have almost, they're good in almost basically every sport. So. All righty, Chuck, that's all the uh, time we have for uh, this week. For the uh, for the last time in the uh, foreseeable future, uh, do you have uh, any final uh, thoughts on this episode while you're still in the uh, Monk Hour Studios? I have some thoughts, um, but uh, no, n- nothing, nothing I would probably care to share. Just uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for thanks for listening, y'all. This has been a you know doing the show with you and Landon, and uh, it's been a blast. You know it. Two years ago this time we didn't have any show and now we've yeah. got the Pat Cast, we've got the Monk Hour, off the wall stuff. Um, you know, I I wouldn't quit my day job as a chef yet. I know you're you're a really good chef. Um always you know, got something cooking up. Always got something cooking, but but the but the show's show's really it's a it's pretty it, it hits on a lot of topics and I think that's the important thing. So um I just appreciate the support, appreciate the love. Um I feel the same about everybody and um you know, I'll still be keeping up with the old monk hour. Uh, just uh, from uh, I'll, I'll I'll be sure to send you my feedback. I think. Yeah, uh, can't wait to see it. Can't wait to uh, get Hootens and then burn it. Just set it on fire. I hated her. Put it out my fire pit. Oh, oh wow! But that is all the time we have for. <laughs> <laughs> just pointing out that the wave from the recording on that was huge. Uncle Vern in the house. Huge. It was huge. Listen. Oh my. Listen, the, the the wave of blue on the screen was tremendous. We're going to make Chuck great again. MCGA? I, th- I think. Mika? Edit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that is all the time we have for uh, the Monk Hour. For uh, Chuck Livingston, I am Tyler Bennett. Thank you uh, for listening. Stay true, stay red and blue. Uh, and can't wait to see you in Patriot Arena.